Hi, my name is Amy Howard, and this is My Life Wildlife. I am the Deputy Assistant Regional Director for the Office of Subsistence Management here at Fish and Wildlife Service in Alaska. So as a Deputy Assistant Regional Director, I really try my hardest to support an amazing team who is working diligently to ensure a subsistence opportunity for rural Alaskans throughout Alaska. And it gets very complex with the regulations, very complex with meeting coordination. And so there's always a lot of moving parts, deadlines that never end. And so I really just see my role is how can I best help this amazing team carry out and preserve a subsistence way of life throughout Alaska. And I see it as kind of being a small part of a really big, important picture in terms of subsistence. So what the team does is we support the Federal Subsistence Board, which they make all of the decisions in terms of regulation changes to federal subsistence regulations. So the regulations that allow subsistence on federal public lands and ensure a subsistence priority, which typically means the first priority when it comes to harvest and use of subsistence resources. And subsistence not, is not only important for food security and sustenance, it is important as a part of the, a traditional way of life that has gone on for thousands of years throughout rural Alaska. I am not originally from Alaska, but I am Alaskan native. I am the granddaughter of Irene Puckett Ludwig, and she was born and raised in Sandpoint, which is out on the Aleutian chain. And when she was a teenager, they moved to Dutch Harbor or Unalaska, and she worked in the canneries in Dutch Harbor. And it was during World War II, and she met my grandfather in Unalaska. And then when they came through to evacuate the islands and evacuate the Aleutian chain during the war, grandma was part of that evacuation along with the rest of her siblings and family. So they kind of ended up very dispersed throughout the lower 48. And so I am a person who loves two worlds is kind of how I see it is I grew up in the Mojave Desert. I love everything about the desert from the wildlife to the creosote to the big skies and big sunsets and big mountains. And then um, moved to Alaska in the late 90s, I think 1997, and have been in and out of Alaska ever since. After my brother and I graduated from high school, my dad decided he was working for the FAA at the time, decided to take an opportunity in Sitka, Alaska. And so they made the move up to Sitka and I followed them. I was in my early college years and had tried going to a couple of different schools. And then they said, well, come with us to Alaska. And I said, okay. I think I was just in that stage where I was trying to find where do I want to be and who do I want to be? 
And uh, so I followed my parents to Sitka. Sitka was very different. And across Alaska, throughout Alaska, there's so many different ecosystems. It's such a big, amazing place that you can find all different kinds of biomes and species and landscapes. So we moved from the desert to Southeast Alaska, where it was the first time we were gonna live on an island, on Baranoff Island, with big mountains and volcanoes across the sound and water and the temperate rainforest with huge trees and always this kind of mist in the air. So whenever you're hiking or out, you would just kind of always have this mist. Then when the storms rolled through, that was a whole other experience as well. You never really understand sideways rain until you live it or gusts up to 75 miles an hour, kind of a normal windy day at times and um, flying you know, in planes and landing on uh, runways that are surrounded on three sides by water. <laughs> So there was a lot of different things. The only way in and out of Sitka is by air or by boat. And we came in on the ferry. So it was an amazing journey to come through the inside passage on the ferry system and get to see just all of what we were kind of, that was our introduction to what Southeast Alaska would be like. I was open to any new adventure and kind of like to say that I still maintain that openness to adventure and opportunity still, or at least I work really hard to try and maintain it. I think immediately there's such a sense of adventure in everyone who lives in Alaska that if you too have that sense of adventure, you're able to connect just instantly. And everyone was friendly and interested and inquisitive, and they wanted to know, about us and we wanted to know about them and you know Sitka is a very small town there's about 9,000 I think year-round residents and there's only 14 miles of road <laughs> in Sitka so you end up sharing a space with people and you get to know everyone and everyone gets to know you my relationship with wildlife started as soon as we landed in Sitka and saw the bald eagle. One of the big things that my mom and I just really couldn't get enough of was seeing bald eagles everywhere. I think before that journey up through the Inside Passage, I'd only seen a bald eagle once in my, once or twice in my life. And then coming up through and, and getting to Sitka, just the opportunity to see so many bald eagles was amazing to us. So we instantly fell in love with Sitka, with Alaska, and yeah, and it kind of kicked off our Alaskan adventure there. My grandmother passed shortly before we moved to Sitka, but she's still just a presence and undeniable how much I learned from her as a kid, even though I didn't know I was learning it. <laughs> <laughs> but when you get older and wiser, you start to look back on the things that grandma taught you and you didn't realize you were being taught. And every day I can always make a connection with the different things that she taught me. And um, I think it's a big part of why I love Alaska so deeply.
while in Sitka, I fell in love with Coastie. So U.S. Coast Guard, active duty, and Tim and I ended up leaving Sitka for his career. And we moved all over the lower 48, but always knew we wanted to come back to Alaska. And got the opportunity in 2015 to come back to Alaska working for OSM. I started as policy coordinator uh, in OSM in 2015 and was there for two years. And then I transferred to external affairs in the regional office and became the congressional liaison for the Alaska region, which was a whole other realm, a whole new kind of world to figure out what kinds of questions and how things connect and just the issues on a really much bigger platform than, than I had seen it before. So it was really an incredible opportunity for me just to kind of learn how and see how all of the different programs within Fish and Wildlife Service come together, work together, and then how the regional director and all the teams really try to be responsive to all of the things happening. So I just, I fell in love with Fish and Wildlife Service in that role. And then I went to BOEM, so the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management for a short two-year stint, just to kind of learn more, because I, I think I'm always wanting to learn more about Alaska and what impacts the environment, what impacts the people who live in Alaska, and uh, and then the opportunity came up and came open to be the Deputy Assistant Regional Director at OSM last summer. And I threw my hat in the ring and wanted to see, well, is this the right move? It's an incredible team of people. It's an opportunity to be back at Fish and Wildlife Service and an opportunity to really work on subsistence and sub the importance of subsistence I can't really articulate enough to so many people, subsistence is life. It's food, it's culture, it's tradition. It means so much. And that human dimension is undeniable in, in all of the work that we do, even though we can really you know, get down into the weeds of regulations and meetings and logistics. The real reason I think the team is so dedicated is because subsistence is so important to so many across Alaska. The love of this place. I've learned that from the elders I've met and have, and have had the great opportunity to work with. I worked for the Sitka tribe when I was in Sitka as well. And so got to clip branches with herring row on them and bag them up. And the best part was taking them and delivering them throughout town to different elders. And when you show up with a bag full of row on branches and the big smiles and hugs that you get from delivering those to elders. I mean, there's nothing like that. I mean, that was spring. Spring is here and we get to go and clip branches and make someone's day, make their week, give them traditional foods that they grew up eating. Those kinds of things are what really connect me with subsistence and those memories and those lessons that I learned is probably why I keep circling back to subsistence. It's just a truly important and unique to Alaska. I had the opportunity to go out to Alaska. It's been several years now, but I remember the first time going out there 
and there's no tree and it's green and dynamic and just extreme and it was in summertime so it's green mountains and and the eagles out there look like airplanes because there's no trees to compare their size to so when they come flying at you that was surprising but my great-grandparents are buried in Unalaska and it really does feel like anywhere I go in Alaska there there's a connection the people I meet Alaska Native non-Alaska Native the people who live in Alaska and love Alaska there's a, there's this connection that you tend to have with this wild place that's undeniable. So I, I think I attribute most of that connection to my roots, to my grandmother, to my family that's here and living wildly in their own way every day, my cousins, my auntie. And it's just, the, that's probably the best connection that I see every day and then have to kind of pause and reflect and say, oh, okay, I see where that's coming from. I see why that, that seems to be such a, a natural part and maybe why I've gravitated to wildlife, environments, working with people. I think what Alaska's taught me about itself is respect for the land respect for the animals and respect for the people who live and work here and on this land because I'm a visitor here on this land. The land is the real thing and I'm I'm just spending some of my time here and hopefully quite a bit of time and have been here for a while but I just always want to keep that in perspective that Alaska is much bigger than I am and I think keeping that in mind has always been something that has inspired and keeps me going. So respect and patience and preparedness is what Alaska has taught me. This has been My Life Wildlife, a production of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Alaska Region, Office of External Affairs. Producers Lisa Hupp and Chris Pacheco. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Race Car. Produced and story edited by Charlotte Moore Lambert. Audio editing, sound design, and original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Production manager, Gabriella Montequin. Artwork by Michelle Lawson. In Alaska, the employees of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service are shared stewards of world-renowned natural resources and our nation's last true wild places. The lands and waters of this place we call home nourish a vast and unique array of fish, wildlife, and people. Our hope is that each generation has the opportunity to live with, live from, discover, and enjoy the wildness of this awe-inspiring land and the people who love and depend on it.